0: simply put confidence is owning it whatever it is for you and in order to really own something we have to be steady in it we have to be aligned with it it has to be right for us friends. Welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora. And today I want to talk about three critical components for cultivating more confidence. Now there are more than three, but I'm going to share my top three. And in the show notes, we'll include a link to my book, Cultivating Confidence. It's a short book. It's a very quick and easy read. It's affordable in ebook or printed form. And I wrote this because confidence is something I've been writing about for a very long time. I published an article a while back, maybe even a decade ago on Huffington Post. that was all about cultivating more confidence. And I still, to this day, receive quite a bit of traffic from that article because it's a topic that people really want to know more about. We all want confidence. We all know that confidence is attractive in anything that we do. And I don't just mean attractive to other people. It is a quality that is attractive in terms of magnetism. Because when we are confident in ourselves and what it is that we do, what it is that we're offering, what it is that we want, how we live our lives, we are in resonance with those things, those people and things and opportunities that are right for us, our right clients, our right opportunities and projects, the friends and partners that we want to have in our lives. And that is because of what confidence is. So let's start with defining what confidence is. Simply put, confidence is owning it. Whatever it is for you, that can be what you do, how you walk, how you talk, the things that you're passionate about, the way that you live your life, the color of your hair, the shoes that you wear, the people that you choose to partner with or be around. Confidence is about owning it. And in order to really own something, we have to be steady in it. We have to be aligned with it. It has to be right for us. Let's use clothes as an example because this is a really easy way to show how we can get out of the energetics of confidence. If you are wearing something that you love, that feels like you, that fits you perfectly for how you want your clothes to fit you. How do you feel when you go out and you move through the world, through life? Confident. Because you're comfortable. You're owning what you're wearing. This is me. This is all of me. I'm here. This is how I look, how I want to look. This is what I love. This is how I am, who I am. You have an energy in your being as you move through life. Whereas if you're wearing something that doesn't fit right, either you just don't like how it feels and how it fits, or it's too tight or too loose. If it's a color that you just really is not, not your color, cause you don't like it. And your shoes are too tight, your pants are falling off, and you go through the same motions, see the same people, you move through life, you don't feel confident, you feel uncomfortable. You don't feel like yourself. You don't feel aligned in your external expression of how you feel inside of who you know yourself to be, of how you want to move through life. So this is not just about clothing and how we look. That's a great way to tap into the energetics of it. When we're wearing what feels like us, when we're comfortable in what we're wearing, we move differently. And when we move differently, we're holding different energetics. We are embodying a different version of self, confident version of self. We are owning who we are and our expression of who we are versus when we're moving in things that don't feel like us, that aren't comfortable. We're not confident. We don't feel like us. It's hard for us to own something that just isn't right. So being confident, cultivating more confidence, the first critical piece of that is to become your most fully expressed self, to come into alignment with the truth of who you are, who you're here to be, who you are, who you want to be, your fullest expression, not what other people want from you or expect from you, not who you think you should be your fullest expression. You have to know who you are. And when you know who you are, you have to own it. Take my lifestyle, for example. There are a lot of people that furrow their brow at the idea of living in a fifth wheel camper, of making a tiny home out of a camper, of selling most of my belongings so that I could make this a reality of moving towards a life that's very different from the norm, from what I've grown up with, from what most people choose, want, live. But I own that decision because it's right for me. It's my fully aligned life. It's my fullest expression to own a camper and live in it and eventually own land and do everything that I want to do with that land my fullest expression. So I'm confident in it. And the confidence doesn't mean that other people won't judge it, but they are less likely to, and they are less likely to question you and push back on you, tease you, make fun of you. Some of them still will because they feel threatened by your confidence, by your life choices, by what you're wearing, whatever it might be that you're confident around that you're owning, but more people will accept it. Because they feel your energy behind that. And I learned this about confidence early on. And it was such a small, silly thing that taught it to me. I was working a new job. It was my second job out of college. I had a new partner who I met on that job. And he would bring a little lunchbox to work every day. And for some reason, that was so amusing to all of us. He was a a little bit older than us. Most of us were in our early 20s. He was closer to 30. He would come to work every day with his little lunchbox, his little packed lunch in his little lunchbox. And for some reason, again, I don't know why, just we were younger. We weren't used to it. We were still all eating out. We were all so tickled by this. And I watched as people would tease him. And he unapologetically would just own it. Yeah, of course, packed my lunch. I love my lunchbox. And there was something about that that struck me. It wasn't who he was. It wasn't his tone of voice. It wasn't what it was about. It was simply that he owned it. Yeah, I do this. It's great. I love it. Next question. And something about that just landed differently for me. And I would start to see it play out with other people, people who would be teased for something. People would try to push back on them. People would Trying to undermine it. And they would just confidently own whatever it was. And when we confidently own things, people respond to that energy differently, especially the people closest to us. So if I'm owning my lifestyle choices to family and friends who think that I've gone off the rails, who don't understand what I'm doing, who think I'm having a nervous breakdown, whatever it might be, and I'm not confident in this, because I'm worried what they will think, or I'm doing it for the wrong reasons, or I haven't fully anchored into my fullest expression, my full alignment. I don't feel worthy of just having what it is that I want and living life the way that I want. I feel like I'm not good enough because I'm not doing what everyone else does. They're going to respond to that. Even if it's the undertone, even if I'm saying things confidently and they're hearing it, they're going to feel that in me, that vibration of, I'm not sure though. Please don't judge me. Please, please don't make me wrong for this. I I don't know. This might be wrong. That's an undertone. That's my energetics, how I'm holding it, how I feel about it. I'm not confident in my choice and my decision and what I'm doing. And people pick up on that. So especially with the people closest to us who are already projecting their own fears and worries onto us, it's very easy for them to pick up on and latch onto and use against us our own lack of confidence. Whereas if I come to people, which I did with, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm excited about it. And not from a place of, I have to explain it. I have to defend it. This is what I'm doing. And I'm so excited about it. And this is what I'm going to figure out how to do. Will you support me? Can you help me? I've had so much more acceptance, quick, immediate acceptance, because I was clear in myself first. First. I was making decisions to do this from a place of true alignment with who I'm here to be, the life that I want to live. I had gotten the hell yes from my intuition, my gut, my sacral. When the idea to get a camper dropped in for me, when I realized I can't sign another lease, I don't want to live in the suburbs or the city, I have to do things differently. I took those things off the table, traditional ways of living That opened me up to seeing different possibilities. And when the idea of an RV or a camper dropped in, my whole body lit up. It was a yes. And I sat in that yes. And I swam in that yes. And I acquainted myself with that yes and that idea. And I really owned it for myself first. It was about my fullest expression, my alignment, my aligned life. And so by the time I started talking to other people about it, I was so sure of it, that it was natural to own it to be unfazed by other people's judgments or questions or curiosities attempts to make fun of whatever it was. It didn't affect me because I was confident and people accepted it really quickly. Oh, this is what you're doing. Great. How can I help because of that confidence? So in order to own something, it has to be aligned for us. And we have to really own it, that it's our desire, that it's what we want, that it's what's right for us, regardless of what we've done before, what anyone else thinks or wants for us. That takes that deeper work of being in alignment. So if you aren't aligned with yourself, your truth, your purpose, who you're here to be, the life you're here to live, the work you are here to do, that is what you have to work on first. Because whatever you're owning has to be true for you, aligned for you. Otherwise, there'll always be a little bit of a wobble because you're wobbly in yourself. You're trying to hold something, own something that's not right for you. I've done that. It doesn't work. So, you have to do that work to come into alignment with the truth of who you are, to have and to own and to hold the things that are right and true for you. If you're struggling with this, I can't recommend our actualized program highly enough. I am so proud of this program. It's do it yourself right now. You can get instant access to all the materials. It walks you through coming into alignment with yourself, really aligning with the truth of who you are getting clear on your purpose and fully actualizing it in the world. So if you feel out of alignment, check the show notes, join us in the program, join the community that's already gone through it. That's already seen incredible results from this work. This comes from my own process of coming into alignment. The work that I've done with clients over the last 14 years, it's possible to be confident in yourself and your life, but you must be in alignment with the truth of who you are. So check the show notes if you want more info. That's the first thing you have to do to cultivate more confidence. You must come into alignment. The second thing that you must do is to heal your past traumas. We talk about this so much on the show because it's critical. You will struggle to hold confidence in yourself and in anything If you have these old traumas, these old wounds, especially core wounds that keep you in story loops in your mind, that you're not good enough, that you're unworthy. If the one time that you really owned something, you were abused or shamed or rejected or abandoned. It will be really hard for you to be confident in anything. If you have a trauma around owning things, around being your fullest expression, around creating what's aligned for you. So if you really have a block, and we talk about this in actualize, we talk about this all the time on the show for a reason. If you have a block with coming into alignment, if you really struggle, if you're in alignment, you know what you want, you know this is right for you, but you struggle to own it with other people. You're very easily pushed into a wobble, undermined, influenced. There's likely a trauma there old core wounds, shame that's embedded in your subconscious, stories that you tell on repeat. Those need to be healed and processed, cleared, repatterned, so that you have the freedom and the leverage in your nervous system to go after what you want and to own it fully, to stay steady in that no matter what comes at you. There are a lot of things I was shamed around for most of my life sometimes consciously and maliciously and sometimes unconsciously and innocently. That shaped me. That made me afraid to really own who I was, to be weird and different, to be rejected and abandoned. There are a lot of times that being who I was, owning what I wanted, what I needed, who I was here to be led to abusive behavior or abandonment. I had to heal those traumas to really get to a place where I could claim the life that I wanted to live and I could own that with other people could own that in myself and have the confidence not only to own it and share it, but to go out and do it. That's part of why we want confidence. Not just to be attractive to other people and opportunities and the things that are aligned for us to be magnetic, but to have the confidence to go out and do it. If you have past failures that really rocked your world, it can be hard to cultivate confidence. It can be hard to move into action around what it is that you want confidently. Think about that energetic piece. When we move confidently, we move with a certain energy. We carry ourselves in such a way that starts to make what we want inevitable. Because we're like, I'm doing this. I'm, this is what I want. It's what I'm going after. I am moving towards it intentionally. Rapidly. I don't care what anyone thinks. This is what I'm doing. So we need that confidence to take that action. If we don't have confidence because of an old trauma, We can't just mind over matter our way towards that. It's not mind over matter. It's matter over mind when trauma is involved. We have to do deeper cellular healing. We have to repattern our subconscious. So if you're really stuck coming into alignment, there might be trauma, core wound story, limiting belief, embedded shame, fear of abandonment, rejection, abuse, anchored in real experiences from the past. If you can't take motion, if you can really own it internally, but you're afraid to talk about it or move on it, you just need support. You have to do the work to heal your traumas. You have to clear it on a cellular level. This is not intellectual work. Intellectual will give you a little bit of leverage to do things differently. Cellular healing, repatterning of the subconscious. When we do that, we have so much more freedom and leverage to take big steps forward, to show up differently to be more fully expressed without fear, without shutdown. So you have to do that deeper healing work. Third, that I'm going to share today, and there are more, there are 10 chapters in this book. I'm referencing the outline for the book. So check the show notes, grab a copy of Cultivate Confidence to go deeper into this. I'm really proud of this book. I poured everything I have into the confidence conversation in this book. But for today, third... You have to push your edges and build trust in yourself. To really cultivate confidence requires believing and having faith in yourself. You're not afraid to take actions, not only because you've healed and cleared your trauma and you're owning what it is that you really want, what's right for you, but because you have trust in yourself. So when we're going after our big impossible desires, when we're healing, when we're growing, when we're becoming who we're here to be, creating a life that's fully aligned for us. We're going to bump up against our edges. This is the window of tolerance. There's a certain window of tolerance of highs and lows that we're comfortable with. And when we start to move towards bigger and better things, more aligned things that are very possibly different than anything we've had before, that was true for me with the camper. It was so different than anything I had done before. So it pushed a lot of edges But because I am in the habit and practice of constantly pushing my edges through healing and growth work, through going after things that feel impossible and trying to make them happen rapidly and succeeding at it a lot of the time, I have built confidence in myself that I can do hard things, that I can navigate uncomfortable and uncertain situations, that I can become a beginner again and master things quickly, that I will figure things out that I can ask for and receive support. We have to push our edges and build trust in ourselves and see that we can survive the things that are scary and hard that used to be triggering and traumatizing for us that are uncomfortable. I had never done anything like this. I had never sold 90% of my belongings, not signed a lease, and bought a tiny house, a camper. I had never done that before. But I had confidence in my ability to do so because I have done hard things that seemed impossible that I had never done before in the past. I started a business. I started multiple businesses. Two of them have been very successful. I didn't have any experience in that. That required pushing my edges, trusting myself, having my own back, doing what felt right and aligned for me. We build confidence the more that we move through hard things. The more that we heal, the more that we take action steps and we navigate failure, not just success, but we navigate through failure. We figure things out. We learn, we grow, we're shaped. We find support. We receive and accept the support. We learn new things. My first months with the camper were incredibly difficult because I didn't know anything about it and know anything about the battery system, the electrical system, how to fix things that were broken and beeping and alarms were going off. I know a lot about campers now. I had the confidence to figure it out, even if I felt frustration, even if there were plenty of times that I broke down crying. I had the confidence to keep moving because I built a business from scratch, too, from scratch. I moved away from home for the first time. I bought my own car for the first time. I bought and sold a house. I've done hard things. I've healed from traumas. I've navigated my way through things. We build confidence in ourselves as we build trust in ourselves. And in order to build trust in ourselves, we have to navigate through hard things. We have to push our edges. So think about what it is that you want, what you need confidence in order to hold it for yourself and with other people and to move towards and make it happen. You need to heal through everything in order to have that. What is the opportunity here to grow and heal more? Where is that opportunity? What are the things that you can heal and grow around? What are the edges that you must push to have that thing, to build that confidence in yourself? This really comes into play when we have to be a beginner, which for a lot of things, we have to be a beginner. I had to get my first job as a designer and I had to go to it. And figure out how to do it. And I had to suck sometimes in order to get better. To have mentors tell me what I did was terrible and not on track at all so that I could learn and grow. Starting a business, I had to fail. I had to be fired by clients. I had to mess things up and learn and make mistakes. Hire the wrong clients and learn to fire them in order to align with the right ones. Figure out finances. How to rent my own apartment. Get my own car. (laughs) How to own a camper. How to live in a camper. How to repair a camper. How to paint a camper. We have to be willing to be beginners. And that can be really frustrating. So we don't bypass the emotional experience of it. I was very frustrated and I cried a lot in the first few months with the camper. I probably will again more as I learn more things. I have more help now. I have my partner now. There's still going to be edges to push in me. And... We cultivate more confidence the more that we push our edges and see that we can survive it and we can navigate our way through things. Especially the things we're most afraid of, like failure, getting things wrong, being rejected, going through loss, feeling frustration, not knowing how to do things. And we grow our confidence in ourselves. And that confidence allows us to take more action, to keep moving, to move forward, to make things happen. The more that we do that, the more evidence we have that we can. Where do you need to push your edges? What do you need to learn to be uncomfortable with? Where do you need to experience loss and letting go? Where do you need to be a beginner and be bad for a little while? And do you trust yourself to do that? Can you look back for evidence of yourself surviving, pushing your edges and going through challenging and uncomfortable chapters, surviving loss and failure, big or small? Can you build that confidence in yourself? And are you willing to continue building it by pushing your edges, going beyond your comfort zone? It's required. And the more that we do it, the more confident we become. I am so confident in the face of failure, defeated, maybe frustrated, sometimes crying, usually not thrilled, but I'm confident that after I have my tantrum, I will get back up I will go again. I will figure it out. And if I can't, I will ask for and receive help. I have that confidence in myself, which allows me to be more confident in general as a person and to not be shaken by other people's lack of confidence in me or teasing or shaming or judging. I'm good. I own it. I own my failures. I own that I'm a beginner when I'm a beginner. I own that I'm pushing my edges and I'm ungraceful in it. And I continue and I own that what I am doing is right for me because it is. So those are three ways to start cultivating more confidence. Again, there's more to this. There's more to each of them. So I'd really encourage you to grab a copy of the book, print or ebook, and go deeper into this work. And if you're really struggling to cultivate confidence, if you're struggling first to align yourself with what it is that you want, really claim your desires. Actualize is a great program. And or get support from me, from someone who can help you get clear on who you're here to be, what your purpose is, what you're called towards, who can help you own that. Sometimes we just need that support to move past all the stories in our head. If you can't own it or you can't take action, you're not broken. You're just blocked. You just need support. You just need that deeper cellular healing and repatterning work. That's it. That's all that's happening. Notice any stories that you tell about yourself and how those don't make you feel more confident. Any story that comes up, it's a gift. It's a part of your shadow, your wounds, your limiting belief system that's revealing itself for you to work through. So see it as that and do the work to clear it. It can be cleared. It's not just about whoosh, it's gone. I don't want that anymore. It's about cellular healing and repatterning of the subconscious mind. There are very specific processes and tools for this and support. I can help you with that. So if you need support, please reach out. Please check the show notes for, for resources. And yeah, own it. That's the work. That's the practice. To own it, we must claim what we really want. We must be good and aligned in ourselves. We must have healed everything blocking us from owning things, all of our fear, all of our shame, all of our past traumas and wounds. And we have to be able to take those actions to push our edges. So what is it that you want more confidence around? And what is the work that's here for you to do? That's what I have for you today. And I will be back soon with another episode thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals, plus our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.